Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 313 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we conclude this week's study of the Come Follow Me materials in November the 2nd to November the 8th, covering Mormon chapters 7 to 9, I speak unto you as if you were present. And today we're going to look at the section <coughs> which covers the rest of Mormon chapter 9, uh, titled The Book of Mormon Was Written for Our Day. So we talked about yesterday about how he speaks of the consequences of not believing in Christ. We're now going to talk about um, the importance of believing in a God of revelation and of miracles, and also some of Moroni's, what he thought was his last counsel for us, because of course at this stage he believes that this is the end for him, this is the uh, the conclusion of his writings. So in Mormon chapter 9 verse 11 uh, we read, But behold I will show unto you a God of miracles, even the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, and it is the same God who created the heavens and the earth. So for a few times throughout this section now, we're going to read about how God hasn't changed and he, how he is still a God of miracles. Uh, and so it'll be, one, it'll be interesting to see how people today see him as a God of miracles and how he hasn't changed. It'd be great to hear from you in the, podca- in the podcast Facebook group about that, actually. And I'll be sharing a post about that. We go into verse 12 and we get a lovely, succinct verse about the, um, the pillars of the plan of salvation, the creation, the fall and the atonement of Jesus Christ. Uh, Moroni says, Behold, he created Adam, and by Adam came the fall of man, and because of the fall of man came Jesus Christ, even the Father and the Son, and because of Jesus Christ came the redemption of man. I just love how um, we need to have that understanding of those key doctrines. Um, President President Ezra Taft Benson said this, The Book of Mormon saints knew that the plan of redemption must start with the account of the fall of Adam. Just as a man does not really desire food until he is hungry, so he does not desire the salvation of Christ until he knows why he needs Christ. No one adequately and properly knows why he needs Christ until he understands and accepts the doctrine of the fall and its effect upon all mankind. And no other book in the world explains this vital doctrine nearly as well as the Book of Mormon. Close quote. When you sit and think about it, the Book of Mormon really does expand our knowledge about the fall and about the atonement. Perhaps not so much as the Bible about the creation, but I suppose it does talk about how the things that we see are evidence of a great creator and all these things like that. But especially the fall and the atonement, the Book of Mormon just really expounds on and explains these key doctrines, which were not nearly as understood as without this record. So I think that is a great blessing for our day to be able to have this, to be able to teach and testify of those things. We go forward to verse 19 and Moroni talks again um, about the importance of God being a God of miracles. Uh, He says, and if there were miracles wrought then, why has God ceased to be a God of miracles and yet be an unchangeable being? And behold, I say unto you, he changeth not. If so, he would cease to be God and he ceaseth not to be God and is a God of miracles. Um, And I guess the question is, do we believe in miracles? Do we have the faith to see that miracles can happen in our lives? Or are they something reserved only for the scriptures and for prophets? Miracles are everywhere. Miracles are a blessing. And if you sit and think and reflect upon experiences, major experiences in your life, perhaps you may recognize that God has been a God of miracles in your life. And I just love this idea of looking for those miracles each day. It's something which we need to look look out for more and pray for more. We can ask for miracles in our lives. We can seek to see the miracles that perhaps have happened, which we haven't recognized. 
Um, but we need to ask, we need to be given the eyes to see. Um, and so that is something I think that is something that could be a great blessing to us. In the next chapters, we receive a great number of um, counsels from Moroni. I've got a list of seven here from verses 27 to 29, just within these three verses. Uh, but perhaps uh, you've got a few more which you can share in the part, in the Facebook group as well. Um, so we've got, he, he says, doubt not, but be believing to us. He says, come unto the Lord with all your heart. He says, strip yourselves of all unclean, uncleanness. Pray for the strength to yield not to temptation. Do not be baptized unworthily. Do not partake of the sacrament unworthily and endure to the end. I mean, these seven things are so important. <laughs> They're really key for our day. Um, and, you know, just within those three verses, there's such a, a wealth of counsel and, and, and important insights there. So, yeah, uh, those seven things will be really important for us in, in our day. So verses 27 to 29 has a lot in there, but there, I'm sure there are many more as well. Um, in verse 31, uh, we read about um, Moroni then saying about how he has written these words and also his father and we shouldn't condemn them for their imperfections. It says, Condemn me not because of my imperfection, neither my father because of his imperfection, neither them who have written before him, but rather give thanks unto God that he have made manifest unto you our imperfections, that you may learn to be more wise than we have been. Now, it's interesting this one, because at first, I guess, my original thought was that he's talking about um, imperfections in recording, you know, the scriptures. But then, of course, in the second part of the verse, he says, "He give thanks to God that have made manifest unto you our imperfections, that ye may learn to be more wise than we have been. So this makes me think, actually, he's probably not talking about the imperfections in the writing of the scripture, but rather he's talking about the imperfections just their general imperfections of being mortals, of being humans, of being natural men. Um, and, you know, I, we look at Mormon, we look at Moroni, and we think, wow, these men were incredible, incredible in stature. You know, we can't see any fault in them. But obviously, he, Moroni feels that it, within this record, there is evidence of his imperfection, and also his father's, and also the people that came before him. And so it just makes you think, well, okay, so... Perhaps we need to be watching out for that a bit more carefully because I certainly haven't seen it. But then also we need to recognize that, you know, these are prophets, but they are still infallible. They are still fallible. They, are st they still make mistakes. And we need to not judge them, of course, because we also make mistakes, but we should be learning from their mistakes so we don't make them. Um, it's an interesting insight. Uh, James M. Paramore says this, quote, It is by achieving this gift, this love of God, that we are able to crowd out contention, discord, and judgments. It recognizes the power and goodness innate in man, and how totally consistent it would be for one having these feelings, this love of God in their lives, to find himself judging others, not sustaining his leaders, for these things are absolutely foreign to the love of God. Our Father in heaven said that no one can assist in this work except he shall be humble and full of love. Close quote. If you are finding yourself being judgmental, and obviously this is probably not a choice we make, but it's very something we can very easily slip into. If you're finding yourself complaining about other people who lead in the church, whether they be general leaders or local leaders, or if you are judging others who should be living in a certain way but aren't and make comments about it, 
perhaps we need to consider the love that we have for others a bit more deeply and also recognize that we ourselves are not perfect. We ourselves um, may find that we have done things wrong. Um, Just an example that comes to my mind is obviously this recent pandemic. Obviously, in many countries, there have been many laws and many um, guidances and things which people have had to follow to stop the spread of the virus. And it's very easy for, for people to look around at others and see that they're making choices that do not um, coincide with what has been asked of them. And it can be very difficult because not only does that mean that they're making those choices which completely ignore and, and flaunt um, what the guidance from the government has been, but also it means that that choice has led to an impact of perhaps the virus not being contained as well as it could have been, which then leads to further restrictions and and sanctions on people who have perhaps been making the right choice. It's very easy in those situations to say, well, you know, this is because of them. This is their fault. They did this, they did this and start to judge them. But, you know, have we been perfect in all these things? Probably not. Uh, all we can do, as it is with the gospel and with as it is with the commandments, is from this point forward to try and live as perfectly as we can to those things we've been asked to do. Uh, and I'm talking about the commandments now. Um, obviously, I don't want to get too political with um, politics and government um, instructions and things like that. But um, we need to see, okay, well, yes, we may see other people in our lives. Perhaps you are even members of the church who are making bad choices in terms of the commandments and things like that. But we still need to not judge them for we don't know their lives. Uh, and we need to try and make the best those decisions ourselves that are closer to God and will keep us close to him. That brings us to the end, really, of what I wanted to cover with Moroni's final words, at least this time around. We will move into the book of Ether um, and then his next set of final words later on. And then we'll move into the book of Moroni and his final, final set of words. But um, thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please do join the the, um, podcast Facebook group. That's Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. It'd be great to hear your thoughts on what we've talked about. And please do um, email ldstudysession at gmail.com with your feedback. And also, if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again.